Welcome back to CodingCat.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Here is Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Everywhere. I don't know. Everywhere. I Every like that. Every time you do that. I know. Like I, I still get caught on it. It's so fun. Anyways, uh, so we're we're kind of coming at you in mid-February when we are recording this, and we were just commenting on it just went from like 50 to like snowing again here in Michigan, which it's just it's ridiculous. This for those of you on Celsius, I think that's like about 20 to zero or negative yeah. one today Celsius. Like it's just a crazy swing, and it's it all melted, and then now we're back to this nasty crap yeah, it's no fun but we're gonna be excited because we have elena here and we're gonna talk all about hollow pin hello elena hi pleasure to be here um so first of all we need to get to know elena before we dive into hollow pin and i know you've had kind of a, a fun and exciting journey as you've as you've made your way through like the dev space um do you want to tell us a little bit more about that and kind of your background Sure. Um, so where do I even start? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start at the beginning. I hail from Lithuania. Uh, that's a country in Eastern Europe. Uh, I lived in Spain, the other countries and studied in Edinburgh. During my time at Edinburgh, I really got into hackathons and that's sort of my first, um, first experience with developer communities whether that be going to events as a participant, um, then I got into directing hackathons or like running meetups. And I just really enjoyed building things and getting together with other people who, you know, enjoy building things. That was, that was kind of how I got into um, developing more seriously and, uh, and developer community specifically. Um, I've worked as an engineer um, at several companies uh, doing mostly things with web and APIs. Um, and then- Any uh, companies that we've heard of by chance? Yes, yes, I ended up, yeah. One, one of the summers I ended up um, joining GitHub uh, and ended up staying there for longer, much longer than the summer. Um, I used to run uh, one of the biggest student uh, developer tool partnerships uh, in the world. It's called the GitHub Student Developer Pack, if you've, if you've heard of it. Um, so basically GitHub education partners with a ton of different developer tool companies to enable students to access all those tools for free and build cool stuff really, um, which really aligns with my own personal, personal values. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, later on, uh, I ended up doing developer experience and also engineering consulting. Um, going back to API tooling companies and Kubernetes, um, I've kind of always worked with uh, with open source and developer tools. That's basically basically my background. And then you know, Holopen happened, so I had to uh, had to put that aside. How did um, like did you have formal training in like web development to start with, or was it? I know you have like a lot of API um, talk, like. Can you walk me through like what led you down the path of kind of switching a little bit? It feels like into that web experience space. Yeah, this is this is. Hmm, 
I think the first time I touched web development of any kind, uh, I was still in school. Um, and it was, you know, you can modify JavaScript games so that you can get some coins or whatever. And then sometimes you go sell those coins for real money. Um, but we don't <laughs> talk about that. My, my degree at university was in AI, actually, which is very ah, you know, nice. hot now. So, um, and, and computer, computer science. Uh, but really into web development, um, I mostly got into it through hackathons. I think nice. because naturally when you want to build something over a weekend, um, whether it's prototypey or you know, getting something out there that actually kind of works and, you know, web development and is, uh, and use it and yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so at, at some point in there, you're like, you're going through the, the hackathons and things like that, but the, the like GitHub, piece and and uh h I, i'm gonna say this wrong but is it HTT pi is that how you say it? yeah okay HTT HTT pi. Yeah, that was one of the companies that worked at um i believe like both of those are more like partnership focused and like experience engineering focused so was that on purpose or it just happened to be like you're so naturally a good speaker like you kind of fell into that hmm i think it's a bit of both Okay. All the community community work and the developer experience work that I ended up doing, I think it was out of passion for developer communities and sort of appreciation of, you know, the, the opportunities that they open for me to learn also how to build things. So in my mind, engineering and developer experience goes, I mean, it, it goes closer together by definition. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I think even even when I was working kind of in partnerships or doing more more calls and more emails than uh, than JavaScript, uh, I've always had at least like a little side project on the side. Yeah. Um, you have and, to, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Uh, yeah. So at, um, at some point in there, like when you were figuring out the community thing and, and like working with developers, this hollow pin idea must have like sparked at some point or like you were staring at your laptop at the stickers and like talk me through how that process went. It was a bit of everything. Yeah. You're totally right. That stickers, of course, they played a part. We modeled the whole platform after after stickers really but just to give a bit of background of what Holopin is so it's a digital badge platform for developers um, and it's a way for organizations to recognize motivate award developers in a really fun way and a way that's not um not not cool I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at, <laughs> at that. Something, something that developers, you know, would actually be able to appreciate. And, you know, when they leave a company, they would be able to take it away um, with right. them and essentially build a portfolio of something that kind of looks like stickers because they're digital badges, um, but they're not NFTs and they uh, stay with you forever. Uh, so we have a bunch of gamification features at this point. It's not just digital badges. It's uh, also something called Holobytes. It's kind of like micro recognition points. So you can have a track record really of what you've, um, who, who recognized you, who, who gave you um, that hollow biter point. And things yeah. like evolving badges, which allow you to kind of change the face of a badge so, as you earn more. Let's, let's take a quick break. We're going we're gonna to head out and thank our sponsor here. But when we come back, I want to dive in and like show the platform and we'll dig into it a little more. 
Sounds good. Here we go. How in the world could I forget about this? There's no need to freak out. We have Storyblock. Robert, you're right. But we still need a plan. Okay, how much time do we have left until the launch? 24 hours. Okay, let's go. We are ready to publish. So let's get this baby online. Thank you, Storyblock, for sponsoring and also for providing me with a little fun, jazzy music every time we do this podcast. Yes, absolutely. It's always entertaining. So Elena was starting to get into like the reason uh, Holopin kind of was created and, and what it's all about. I'm going to share my profile page just to give some context of kind of what we're looking at here. And I'm going to ask too while you're pulling that up. So it sounds like it's very community driven. Like it, it's a way for communities or organizations to help build up people within those communities and organizations. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a way really to the way I, I, I like to say it is that it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship builder almost between uh, developer companies and the people who receive the badges. So um, some of our customers are open source uh, organizations. We have a ton of integration, so you can directly, for instance, award a badge um, when someone makes their first pull request or uh, when you want to specifically call someone out for Leaving, you know, a really good bug report, for instance. Um, we should get the spell um, community in there. Should. Yeah, I think someone built like a spell component where you can just like embed your badge board in your spell app. Um, oh, cool. Don't have a link for it, but it's it's there. Uh, yeah, you should um, totally like link up the spell community as a non. It, it doesn't have to be a nonprofit. I'll say nonprofit, but uh, open source uh, community, right? That'd be really cool Absolutely. to get like spelt badges. And it's open source, it's non nonprofit. So there's an open source collective, but they don't take money from it. They give it out to the community. Nice. So for example, when, when Hacktoberfest kicked off um, with DigitalOcean, AppRite kind of helped out with that. And so that was my first like big foray into understanding Holopin and how it worked. Um, can you talk a little bit like, how that actually went down so when we were when when hacktoberfest was going you had to get a certain amount of prs and things what did that take from a hollow pin side of things how do how did you know i was going to get a badge let's say so we offer an api for organizations which means that they can trigger the badge issuing which then sends an email with a badge to the person based on whatever workflows they've got. So during Hacktoberfest, um, folks during the month of October could be rewarded um, with uh, badges for the digital ocean one you see, for instance, is for uh, registering for Hacktoberfest. And then the other ones that kind of look like, uh, almost like floppy disks, but I don't think they're floppy disks. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, the kids uh, don't even know what those are anymore. So it's fine. 
this is awesome. I went to my page and I'm like, why does my page not, mine was empty. My board was empty. Can you show like the all budget and how you can add them and move them around? Cause it's like having a laptop or something that you can showcase your badges on and move it around. So, so these are all um, of the, the badges that are available to me, which I need more. So I'll have to find out ways to get more. I um, love that Docker badge. That is so cute. <laughs> Um, the, the cool part though, on your board, you can put them wherever you want. So I, I had this like plug in cause I thought it was kind of fitting there, but I can move this like over here. The great part and Elena could probably break into this more, but like on my GitHub page now you can embed these. So if I go to CoderCat dev, it opens up my board. I have all of my hollow pin achievements. That for some oh, reason loading. Hmm. I don't know why. I was gonna say it just worked that day. That's weird. <laughs> um, but as you can see, it's it's like real time or near real time. There's probably a cache or, or something going on where I just move that that badge. I can move it back and it'll stay updated like wherever you want because the iframes through, I believe. So very cool. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. So you talked a little bit about kind of like gamification and news break. Like we, we were approved to become a Holopin uh, organization on Holopin, codingcat.dev is. Um, so we're thinking about as people like put in PRs to the repo and like either do things for the actual site or write content for the blog, we want to create different badges. What does that kind of look like from your process on the Holopin side? So. Um, are we going to like create badges and turn them over to you for approval? So I can either share my screen or I can just briefly talk about it, whatever you prefer. We can. Share your screen. More, more than happy to. We love our, uh, our video based members on YouTube. So, okay. Let's just make sure I don't have anything strange open. I don't. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and present here. Right? That's how we do things. Yep. And share screen. Yeah, I really gotta dive into this hollow bites piece too. We'll see. Whoop. There we go. So I guess you can see my screen, which hopefully hopefully is running fine. So as an organization, no? Yeah, just no? one sec. I think we're still having wireless, um, or not wireless, but it, connectivity problem. So I, I just see a white screen, mm. unfortunately. Okay, well, I, if, can, I can just we can, talk about it right now and see if I can, I can, I can figure something out um, later on. It could be because of my two monitors, but essentially, Yes. So uh, when you've got the Holopin organization, you uh, upload a badge image. Uh, normally, those are designed by the companies, by the organizations themselves. But we do have, I'm just going to drop a little hint, something uh, to do with sticker generation coming up. Uh, some nosy users have already found out about it. But we're officially going to be launching it uh, probably by the end of the month. Um, cause it's there already and I'm, I might get to put my, you know, AI degree for 
could use. But nice little answer. Yeah. Don't worry, this, this uh, podcast will come out later. So uh, you can let all your secrets oh. go to us. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, there, uh, there, there will be something to aid, um, aid the design uh, processes. Uh, the, the image, uh, when you create a badge, you also provide some metadata for it. So how do you earn this badge? Uh, you give it a name. Uh, as well as some earning criteria. And uh, that does go to the moderation key. We want to make sure that whatever badges are shared, they don't, you know, contain any strange copyright issues. You know, people are not pretending to be somewhere else um, or the images are basically just appropriate. Um, and yeah, reviewing takes less than 24 hours. We prove it. And you're welcome to use either our APIs or any of our available integrations to issue them. Uh, there's also a different type of badge, which is an evolving badge. Let me see if I can just quickly issue, just create a link for you to redeem one. I think I can actually. Um, yeah. and I love the idea of these, by the way, because like as you grow and like that badge grows, it, like it's amazing. Oh, cool. There we go. So I will just gonna drop that. But an evolving badge is kind of almost like a Tamagotchi like experience. So holocand.io slash holocand. Don't have a link hand. That's this one, folks. <laughs> Do you remember these things? Tamagotchis. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like breaking one because it kept going off. And I'm like, why do you want fed or whatever? I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> That's all I remember from that thing. Just drop a link in the chat so you can see how holobytes work. So it's the same exact process, except you upload more images. So you Ooh, click that boom. link. I like it. There's balloons everywhere. You've earned the Pegasaurus egg badge. Wow. What is that? Okay. That's so, a dinosaur egg. So do I... Okay, is this unique badge? I need blah, blah, blah. And it shows like it's different stages down there in gray. So as you evolve, you kind of grow up. Oh, it's so cute. How do you know like when the evolutions occur or does there is there something that makes them trigger so it depends on how many holobytes you've received and this is said by organizations so if you go to if you click on holopin the uh username of holopin just uh above pegasaurus egg where it says oh thank you i think it's that link there um under the series tab um, yes, if you go to Life Pegasaurus, you can see how many holobytes uh, in total you need to collect. And so as an organization, you can upload, uh, I believe we allow up to nine images now and then the holobytes you can, you can specify yourself and basically design those, uh, those flows however you like. I'm very excited about a Slack integration that we're building 
because what that means is you're going to be very easily able to just you know say thank you with hollow bytes and that then generates a link which only that person can claim and so you can really you know have something that you can keep and uh make that's a really cool thing for organizations like we do a kudos thing and like they say it in the all hands meeting but it's really like a way to hang on to that like longer the evolving status that's funny um so let's let's break down holobytes just a little bit further so um when we talk about earning something like it says here codercat earned a holobyte from holopin those holobytes are per um organization correct so holobytes are issued um by organizations at least at this time in point in time uh, yeah. they can either be standalone or they can be issued as part of an evolving uh evolving oh. badge um so we always think that it's a lot more fun if they're you know part of if they actually lead to something and it's also a credential really so you can share it on your twitter on linkedin uh, embedded on websites we provide an api for that as well um and uh, yeah, there's a permanent record. They're quite customizable. So you can, for instance, add uh, where the holobyte was earned. So specify a custom URL as well as uh, give it a description. So I think for, uh, for Alex here, um, it said for learning about the platform, but that's uh, something that you can, you can input. And so just for my own knowledge, um, so I now like see the evolving Pegasaurus egg. Um, if I go to my normal board, will that show up yet? If I try to add it? There's an open pull request with that change. Um, so by the end of this week, you will be able to, but yes, gotcha. uh, okay. absolutely. Cool. Very cool. That'll be exciting. So just for folks to see kind of how this works, this is how you, like if I were to remove this one, I can then click add and it'll drop in and that's how you move it around. So this, uh, this has like your full inventory, um, which is shown here. So that'll be cool once it's, once it finishes evolving. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the cool parts for me, at least, um, I kind of want to know or understand some of the, the nuts and bolts. Like we're talking a lot about APIs and, and things like that. I, I believe during the Digital Ocean event that we had during Hectoberfest, um, once my PRs were accepted, I think they triggered a GitHub action that ultimately uh, assigned these badges out, I believe. Is that kind of the typical way or do you see like people like I, I see a discord integration and everything else in here. Are there other ways that people will give you these um, badges or is it always like a link? How, how do you see that working usually? Yeah, so for Hacktoberfest and how uh, folks normally use it, the top integration is probably GitHub. But the other one is just our API. So I don't think the docs are linked, but if you, yeah, docs.holopin.io uh, sure. contains uh, what we've currently got. So it tells you how you can issue badges and the the badges and holobytes. Um, so you can see uh, the types of uh, well parameters it takes in. Really, you can uh, 
do it really from your internal application. So for instance, when someone completes a registration flow, um, perhaps you have a trigger somewhere in your app that generates a unique claim URL. Uh, you can um, also optionally uh, send an email from the Holopen side. So then folks also immediately receive that. Uh, you can also, from the UI, generate a non-unique claim URL. So if you're doing something like an event and you want to maybe share a badge um, as a QR code for folks to redeem, then that's also an option. So you don't have to specifically, you know, generate an X amount of um, claim URLs or, uh, well, have specific users. So our API provides really full flexibility. And then we also have those uh, sort of in-house uh, integrations that we, we, we build and maintain just to make things a little bit easier. So for instance, the Slack one, we are building it ourselves, but it is totally possible to do it entirely just using our API. That makes sense. Um, uh, you, have, you gave me an idea. I might have to do a, a Firebase uh, extension for Halopin. That'll be really exciting. Um, I'm kind of curious as well, like once we start going down this this path of creating these, um, is it, how do I ask this correctly? Is there a way to overwhelm your system? Is there a maximum amount of like badges we can give? Because I like, I'm the type of person that if you're contributing to like open source and like our knowledge base, like I want to give you something every time. Like, what does that typically look like for you? There is not a way, well, as we say, to overwhelm our system per se, but I would say, you know, we have enough inflation in this world, so it's best not to award too many whole badges. It's kind of why we introduced hollow bytes, sure. that, you know, they're smaller and then, um, the, you know, the, the images really, the stickers don't lose um, much value. So I think in your case, uh, if you want to award holobytes for literally everything, that's how we do it kind of internally as well. Like, you know, someone someone made a good suggestion uh, in our stand-up or uh, someone had a really good idea, then is, you can create a badge. Is there any holobyte. point where like you're giving all of those like bites and pieces and your board becomes like too overwhelmed? Is, is there like a limit to how many badges can end up on your board? Nope. Just like there are no limit for badges uh, or for stickers on a laptop. Nice. So if I have like 10,000, maybe it takes a second longer to load or no? Well, okay, 10,000. Yeah, that, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Because those images, they're not, um, they're not iframes. Uh, they are generated server side. So that's why ah. you've got a link, which is just holopin.me slash username. And that's always uh, an image. Yeah, I mean, that that would probably be a bit of a challenge, but 10,000, I mean, the, 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 yeah, we'll just add more boards. That sounds sweet. So uh, if you don't mind, can we talk about the, the tech side of that? That was pretty oh, cool. Oh. I have an idea, a yeah. panable board. So like it could increase in size and you could pan around on it and see the different, yeah. Needs to be like a like a Figma. You just like go Figma. I was looking like Figma, so you could pan around. So that was literally the, the initial one. Yeah. 
from from the back end side of things, it sounds like if you're generating those server side, do you mind talking about like some of the technology you're using to to do that? Or is that sure. giving away too much? No, I, I can definitely give you an uh, well an overview. Um we mostly use TypeScript. Um the API that we provide is also mostly run on Next.js. Uh we use Vercel for uh for deploying uh most of our infrastructure, but of course we use other microservices. So for images, um it's a combination of uh CDN offered by Vercel, but also S3. Uh and Translated, um, who are helping us? Well, whom we use for uh, for content moderation. Nice. And the, so, yeah, like that that um, that link that I would get for my board. Are you your server side generating that on the fly? Yes. Or there's a cache out to a CDM. Okay. There's there's a tiny I think a little bit of a cache, um, but it's almost almost instant. So yeah, there are a lot of history API because well, every time that is displayed on someone's website, uh, that's you know that's yeah. the, the hit to our infrastructure. But uh, yeah, we we think it's a big win for serverless. Is there a way that you're planning to make profit? I mean, as a company, like, how are you going to make money? Oh, we sell it. So normally companies, uh, pricing, public pricing plans, by the way, will be coming out also super shortly. Um, So organizations typically purchase a certain number of badges they can issue. We don't always limit the recipients. We want as many people in the world, you know, being able to get badges, it's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, and then also for organizations who want to use it internally, so uh, really those large enterprises who require um, additional support plans, SSO, uh, teams within uh, within organizations, we have a separate offering there as well. So, yes. I was like, we're like talking open source and like all these organizations that are getting like maybe for free. And then I'm like, oh, but how are you going to make money? <laughs> I don't we know how always, much I can say, yeah. but AppWorth is uh, tight with Holopin. So we, we are not using it in the open source context. I, we have an open source and nonprofit program. So we definitely want to, you know, make Holopin accessible as many folks as we can while also maintaining a sustainable and profitable business model so that we can continue growing it and uh and yeah take it to take it to other levels i love that you were able to like use the kind of the next js platform and and vercel to be able to do so much with it honestly like being able to create these badges and like move them around and, and ship an API and everything. It, it just goes to show, like, as you said, microservices these days, they're just so powerful. It's amazing. Are you, are you doing Holopin full time now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened since July. So nice. the company officially, today is the 15th of February. The company officially turned uh, one yesterday. Uh, so on the 14th. That's when you know the the, the idea sort of started and and uh, company was incorporated. But yeah, since since July, have been uh, yeah, dropped everything else. Been working on this full time. Um, there's five of us on the team, 
So we're constantly shipping, shipping new things. And awesome. uh, yeah, our big launch was around Oktoberfest. So uh, that's a that small team to be developing these features that fast. That's awesome. We have like 20 extant engineers, 100 extant <laughs> engineers. <laughs> I was just explaining 10x to my wife the other day. She's like, this is an engineering thing. This is totally weird to me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait to like have you back on once Coding Cat's fully up and going because I think we'll, we, I've got ideas for some pretty cool integrations for stuff that we're going to be doing. So I think that'll be sweet. Yeah. Anything I'm missing, Elena? I feel like I always miss stuff when we're talking to people. Uh, um, I think. Uh, oh, I we think didn't talk about free. open badges. The open badges Aha. standard. Yes. We have to talk open about open badges. That. Yeah, I can nerd out about this for 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 ages like this. So you know, badges have a bit of a history. Um, so open badges is a standard that was originally created by Mozilla actually about 10 years ago through um, something called, uh, I think it was called Mozilla Backpack. Um, and so they also had the idea really um, of creating a badge that can be a universal standard that organizations can issue, that can be embedded within websites, et cetera, et cetera. An NFT without an NFT. Yeah. And so it has a specific format that it follows with what criteria it has, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and since then, it's mostly been adopted by various educational institutions that have kind of used as like a very, like a credentialing, uh, well, credentialing standard. Um, we plan to um, support that in Q2. Um, so we already joined the organization who uh, verifies uh, these integrations and verifies that your badges are following this particular standard. And I'm very excited about this because that means that folks will be able to import the badges that they own um, elsewhere on Holofin and just have everything in one place once and for all. All their achievements, all their stickers, all their badges. And so, like you said, with the whole NFT piece, once you get one of those, like no one else can use it. That's a single badge linked somehow with the, the mysteries of the web. Um, so you'll have that unique ID forever, right? W yeah. Will you be using that standards protocol at some point? Or is this something that like you guys had to fork or what's that look like for Holopin? Yeah, so our badges, uh, they're currently very similar in implementation uh, to the open badges. Um, so we would, well, we will get um, our standard basically reviewed and, and, and verified and that turns us into an issuer uh, and a host. And we joined as a contributed organization cool. in, uh, in, in OneEd Tech. So we also want to contribute to making the standard um, more, more um, interoperable. Yeah. It does though, yeah, there are some, some nuances with um, things like, well, evolving badges or hollow bytes. It's what mm. the standard lacks. Um, yeah. And it's also, if you just wanted to use it, for instance, as an organization and create your own, um, a fair amount of work. 
Um, whereas with us, it's, it's an API call. So uh, yeah, so that's the problem that we're solving. Okay, so open badges could probably be compared to something like W3AC or why am I? The CSS working group, what's that? We'll just call it that. For standards, CSS working group, yes. I don't remember. But uh, so they're making standards for a thing that's on the web. Is that accurate? Yeah, 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 yeah. So with the, um, the, the digital credential, DCG, I think. We, we, we just also joined W3C, but we're just kind of healing it around before we join all those, all those groups. Um, but they do, uh, they do work quite closely to create those web standards. So, I mean, we see Holofin sort of fitting in, um, fitting in within that as well. Okay, cool. Sorry. Well, I think we've grilled you enough. We have to move to the fun part that we call perfect picks next. Um, I'm going to let Brittany go first, if that's okay, Britt. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to preface this with uh, I do not agree with any of J.K. Rowling's statements. I am sorry that that happened, and I suggest you donate to trans rights. Um, I have a 10-year-old daughter obsessed with Harry Potter and, like, the whole world, and I have also read the books in the past and really enjoyed the series, so I, I don't agree with any of her comments, but uh, Hogwarts Legacy is a game that just came out, and there's a lot of controversy around it, so I very, I thought about even doing this, but... Um, it is an amazing game. It is like the gameplay is like you're actually casting magic. Like it feels like you're living in that world. And it's just kind of surreal how it can like take you and put you basically into kind of the books. Although it does take place about a hundred years before the books. Oh, so there's so, no Harry Potter in this. There is no Harry Potter in this. And, uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but there is a Weasley character. Okay. But yeah, there's always in the trailer. It's in the trailer. So like, but it, it would be their ancestors. So whoever you see in there would be their ancestors. There's there's like a million of those redheads, right? <laughs> and I, I don't even think the character is redheaded, which is interesting. Oh. Never mind. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um. Uh, it's, it's been a really fun game and we've been taking turns with the kids to play it. And it's just, it really immerses you into that world, which is yeah. kind of cool. I've been looking forward to it. I can't wait to, uh, to pick it up. I didn't realize it was out yet. So my son yeah. was not yelling, but pushing me towards it. I'm like, that's expensive. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pick is GitHub Classrooms. So I don't know how long these have been out, but I'm somewhat newly discovering them. Um, I was thinking that we could release, and I think Elena, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys sent me a classroom to do the OSS approval or the, the organization approval? Uh, yeah, so that's, we use it for managing partnerships programs because that's what we use for, uh, it's a similar workflow that I, you know, had at uh, GitHub uh, yeah. for managing partnerships. So oh, it's cool. uh, So it's been around for a while then. Yeah, probably sure. five years something. Yeah. Six, maybe. I think I had never heard of it either. 
it's it's tricky and that's the part that i'm like uh, i don't know for beginners if they're gonna be able to do it exactly the way i want them to um so i've kind of been playing around as you can see i created a couple different classrooms which was the first uh, an understanding in its own each classroom can then have assignments in it oh. um, so each one of our courses theoretically could have an assignment and what happens when you like click on this i don't know if it'll do it again but if I you wouldn't were, do it on the lesson level, the lessons wouldn't be assignments. So I think, yeah, I think the lesson could be an assignment. But the, the interesting part when you actually go out here and do this, see, I really hate this part, by the way. Like you have to link an associated like email. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that at all. So there's some weird things I'm still trying to figure out. Um, I'm just going to skip it for now. I believe, yeah, I've already created a repo. Um, so normally it would sit here and go, we're creating a, a repo. Just hang on a second. And so then it takes you to this and you can open this directly in VS code too. But, um, this then is your, um, kind of read me about like what you're going to do, the PR that you're going to create. And in my mind, and this is my still figuring things out here. It'd be cool if in the classroom, the test said you passed that assignment now the workflow kicks off and says, here's a hollow pin, right? That's where my yeah. like, head's going towards. Yeah. So if we don't use classrooms, because I, I really think like all it is is doing like a, it's a template essentially that gets copied to a repo. So that part's kind of cool. But again, it seems kind of complicated. So it just takes a template and makes you, that template in your repo. So forks or in and, your what's yep. I'm looking for organization repo whatever in, in your in your GitHub like in, in your, your GitHub. GitHub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word um, <laughs> so like so like our template is named this and it's sitting under coding cat dev now it's this is a terrible example I thought it was in my coder cat dev one but anyways <laughs> the um, organization yeah that's that's kind of where my head's at because. Then you can actually come in here and you'll say, okay, well, what students have taken this? And it'll show the different students here. And it'll also have like for this assignment, who passed, who failed, um, all kinds of fun stuff in here. So interesting. still playing around with it, but really cool idea. I think especially for open source, like we're really trying to push towards to, to have a lot of like lessons for JavaScript and things like that out there. I like that it puts it into GitHub so it like almost forces them to learn how to make PRs and then like learn yeah. the repo setup. That's actually the first lesson that they pro have provided for an example is the, the okay. GitHub fundamentals. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'm going to have to play with it some more to see if it's too complicated for someone just getting started or not. Okay, I left this for last because I have a feeling you guys are going to talk about for like an hour. <laughs> this is you my Oh, oh, I was just going to say with that, with GitHub Classroom, you can totally do it with a GitHub bot because you can automate it with um, labels. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's if you want to do all of it, it's a whole bunch. I was wondering if the GitHub API would expose some of the things that it does too that you could just do in your site. I think, I think you could also have like a webhook, like a listener mm -hmm. um, yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah, currently we actually use the webhook, at least in V2 of CodingCat, to uh, grab anytime there's a new PR. We actually take and cache that out to Firestore to write the site with. So 
it'll be interesting. Anytime there's a, like a PR that goes through, boom, I'll open. I don't know. We'll see. Firebase function. I think yep. that um, work. Well. All right. Tell me about GeoGuessr. Oh, and for those yes. listening on audio, it's G-E-O-G-U-E-S-S-R. Okay. So if if you're already uh, on like Instagram Reels or whatever or TikTok, I don't use TikTok, but I'm sure you use like TikTok. Anyway, there's some very popular memes about this. Um, but this is a game where you basically get dropped into anywhere on Google Maps on Street View, and then you need to guess where you are. So uh, you can you can do this solo. You can pick between uh, different regions or different capitals or whatnot to so different categories or you can also have duels and uh, tournaments and uh yes sometimes it's time based a lot of the times i mean the, the faster you get it i mean this is pretty oh where are you pretty. that's pretty obvious i don't get it like do you have to zoom in to oh oh it, it depends yeah so if if it's like within a city or if you're like you know very competitive then pro um yeah then every basically every uh yard foot meter matters ah i see okay but sometimes it's just like you know which country are you in so uh if you get dropped into something like this that's that's, that's great but that's if you're sweet. in the woods somewhere that's probably the easiest one I've ever seen, honestly. How do you how do you like find out like is it does it always provide kind of where you are? Like this? No. It normally gives you just the full world map. Full map. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So it's pretty like, cool. I like it. You develop you develop like a bunch of techniques oh, okay. to spot things. So if you notice any, because you can also walk, maybe not in this particular um, map, but you can, uh, if you're in the road or whatever, you can also move like you would on on, on street uh, street view. I think you are in some kind of tutorial. Mode. It is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a just tutorial. too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find Staten Island, what the heck? It's, it's in here somewhere. It's gotta be on there somewhere. Whatever, I'll just click, sounds good. Oh, it's way oh. off, that's why. That's why you couldn't find it. Oh, I thought I thought this tip was this tip. Yeah. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> That's super fun, and I think I'd lose my entire day trying to guess places. Yeah. Good pick. A lot of fun. And then once you complete yeah. it, you get a hollow pin, right? That's a great idea. That's a great idea. They have a lot of gamification features. Uh, which I really like. So it's very also like Duolingo style. You, you know, advance in your levels. So what happens? Um, I don't know how else to ask this, but like, what happens if an asteroid hits near you and you're gone? What happens if you win a billion dollars and you're gone? That's how you're supposed to ask it. And uh, all of our badges are kind of out there doing their thing. Does it just run itself or like, is there any fear that my badges might go away one day? I think the answer is in our business model and in our infrastructure and in how we really run this whole thing. Um, we don't want 
you know, Holofin is not a, a, uh, it, in a way, because it's so interoperable, mm-hmm. um, it belongs to everyone kind of in a way without the blockchain. We might have a blockchain underneath it at some point, but it's just that the user experience is too clunky. Um, yeah. Plus also open badges, so you should be able to export them and, and, and embed them um, wherever you- so That's that's use. the part I was kind of curious about. It sounds like you can export and then keep forever. So that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Nice, love it. Well, this has been awesome. I can't wait to dive further into Halopin. Um, by the time this comes out, there's a super new uh, AppRite pin that you should be able to, to see coming out for our Heroes program. So definitely check that out. Um, it's it's going to be pretty sweet. So we'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Elena. Appreciate it. Thank you. Later. Great to meet you guys.